Jimmy Ott's Game Time. Jimmy Ott's Game, game time. time. What time is it? Game time. Need an angle? The Ott Fathers got you covered. My boy's wicked smart. Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. And may the arms be ever in your favor. Now, here's Jimmy Ott. Bingo. I got action. And welcome to another edition of Game Time. We're live here at Mike Anderson's We Got Action. Yes, indeed. Grant Lanero back in the studio pushing all the right buttons. Our buddy Matt Humans at uh, 6.15 tonight. So uh, in just a little bit. Um, you just heard, may, or maybe you just heard at the end of Matt's show, we were doing the, uh, the picks. Villanova, Arkansas, Indiana. That is our, our straight bets. Little money line parlay in the NBA. Memphis, Utah, and Denver. I mean, the, the the Rockets and Spurs, if they're in games, they they are like pulling their their star their stars, you know, like at, at the eight minute mark uh, coming down the stretch. If they even are, are even close, it is. Um, hey, don't try and fight it. We're not trying to cover these inflated spreads, but uh, that. And then the Lakers, man, the Lakers again. Lakers, Lakers have been a tease um, because they've got some pretty damn impressive performances this year. They've had some, you know. They got kind of got hosed at Boston. I mean, that's a Boston's favorite to win it all. I mean, at their place, they go to Dallas, beat them, biggest comeback, Laker history, pretty much, and uh, and then now LeBron is hurt. But you know, you play with fire, and you know, you kind of coasting and taking nights off, and every little band aid for AD, and you know, well, you put in a spot where you got to try and get screw around with uh, Westbrook. You know, play around with his. The, 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 that's uh, evolved, too. Char- Charlie Charlie still likes him, but you know, that's fine. It's not the last thing that Charlie and I would disagree on or whatever. But the locker room nickname for him was Dracula. He sucked all the blood out of the team. So are they scapegoating uh, Westbrook? Maybe so. Uh, but uh, they got rid of him uh, quick as well. So he's... He's having some production, but the Clippers are losing. So he's he. I I just don't see how he's the answer to anybody's problem. We got draft talk. I mean, Anthony Richardson. Hey, well, he, he's no good in college, but he's a hell of a prospect. And I got to give Bradley Hawthorne credit on that one because, Mike, didn't I ask you this last week? Yes, you did. Bradley, can't, see, I'm looking low. Charlie was looking low. Charlie went to two backups. He took that uh, what, what um, the the backup maybe was it Brad Johnson for Florida State? Yes, did Casey Well did not even start, and then he won a uh, a Super Bowl. Okay, uh, but then also uh, the kid from USC, Matt uh, Castle. Castle. Yeah, and he 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 was out. Me didn't start, but he did well, start he, for a while. He did well when he was with New England because New England was so good. Not so much with Kansas City. Not so much with anybody else. They got a lot of money. People thought he was good because he was with New England, but turns out New England was just rolling at that time. He was 11 and five as a starter for New England. Did not even start in college. Well, he didn't start uh, 16 games. Brady well, started the first. Well, Brady got hurt in the first half. Yeah. Of the first well, game. I mean, just technical. I mean, he he got hurt in the first game. Of the first first half of the first. Against. Game. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. They hit his. It, they changed the rule. It was, they rolled into his knee. Oh well, Brady gets hurt. We're gonna change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember who was again. Kansas City. Okay. Kansas City. Castle's a future team. Uh, so, 
We got uh, that. But that. what do you mean Charlie was using? Wait, let's spend, go back. So Charlie I, I, was, said, I said, give me a guy oh, that wasn't who was good any good, okay. wasn't any good in college. Well, Brad Johnson was pretty good in college. He just they just kind of alternated. That was and Charlie's Casey response. Weldon was the I'm better no, one. No, okay, I, I'm, I'm not real good. But Matt Castle didn't even play in college. The best. I said, give me guys who are better in the pros than they were in college. Yeah, yeah. No, you said that last week. It's very. It's. I can't even hardly. I couldn't think of anybody. We just mentioned a guy. Oh well, Castle. He didn't play. No. We just mentioned him. Who? Brad Johnson. Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady would be the example. Yeah, that would be. The what example. about Joe Montana? Uh, it's a little. Before oh, my time. He was no, no, no. He was good oh, in college. He was. He was okay in college. Okay. He was solid in college. He. Where was he drafted? Third round, maybe. Yeah. Okay. okay. He, well, I mean, Brady went like six, six round. Yeah. Six. six yeah. Rounds. Both of them had. But see, like, okay, oh, we can say them. we can say Brock Purdy, maybe. But Brock Purdy Brock was Purdy, a good college Brock player. Could definitely got I know. A shot. Well, no. but he was good in college. You said I didn't see him. I don't. I don't have an opinion on his college career. But your first when he first started playing, you were commenting about how he was a good college player. I gave you a lot of credit on that one. Where was okay? If you want to count Brock Purdy as the permanent star, or see the the guy that started the most games for San Francisco this year. Let's just put him okay. in that spot because I think he might have been that guy. Yeah, he might have. Trent, Trey Lance had three or four. Uh, Garoppolo even, maybe five. Garoppolo. Four or five, yeah. And then, and then Purdy. So Purdy, Purdy probably started the, started the most games. Yeah. Okay. Of the guys that started the majority or the most games for their 32 teams, where would you rank Purdy? <laughs> this I year mean, alone. No, no, we're not talking about future. Oh, I mean, I can't. I know, I know. He, okay, um. Uh, he didn't lose as a starter. So, I mean, is Jalen Hurts better well, than Brock Purdy? He lost the conference championship game. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he started. He started. He started. Okay. But I mean, is Jalen Hurts better than Brock Purdy? Why? Uh, no, I don't think so. I was going to say. What, what? He's got the best offense. Both of them are with stacked teams. Very good teams. No, want, no, you, you, no doubt about that. So, they're both with good teams. Brock Purdy knows how to play the position. He didn't even get to practice. But you would still let, – let's, let's give – look uh, – no, no, Pretty much everybody would have Jalen Hurts this year ahead of Purdy. No, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm being devil's advocate, Jimmy, okay. like I, you know, we like to do here a lot. Um, no, no, Jalen Hurts had a, had a good year, but my point is Brock Purdy played well. When, he, when they had the news story of him having to uh, postpone his surgery a little bit more or whatever, they were showing some of his clips. You know, I don't watch – you know, everybody doesn't get to watch all the games. You right. watch more than everybody. Um, I mean, he made some damn good plays, Brock Purdy did. For San Francisco. Well aware of it. I mean, yes, yes. really good plays. I mean, plays that I wasn't aware of during the season. Um, he made some really nice plays. So, again, uh, I mean, I'm with you on the Anthony Richardson. He's play. a top I'm with he's you on a the Anthony. He's, he played, he played it in a, somewhere in a top ten level. I mean, Purdy. Okay. Yeah, no, no doubt he had a stack deck. Um, he, he didn't lose. Um, they didn't have too many – quality wins he didn't, didn't they didn't beat a bunch of uh you know the really strong teams i mean this is the way that miami was the best and uh, that's basically his start because he was in when they were down seven nothing yeah. in early like, well, like dallas second was or third the best rubber. team they beat dallas in the mm-hmm. playoffs yeah. and yeah yeah and which you know dallas yeah. can can kind of be good yeah. and not so good so right. um but the um I don't know if he was a top ten quarterback in college during his play. Okay, so I, I, it's, don't, it's, I don't know that. Either. Well, I'm, 
I'm yeah. telling you, it's it's debatable. So he's ha- he's got a shot. He has a shot. There's no doubt to be better uh, in college than the pros. Better, I mean, in pros better in pros than in college. Better in right? pros than in college. Hey, Manny, I'm going to give our buddy uh, Bradley Hawthorne a credit on that. He t- tweeted me on that one. Say, um, and uh, I mean, Anthony, you know a blast from the past he brought up? Huh. David Woodley. David Woodley would be a, a very good example. But that's similar to the Brad Johnson thing in that he was alternating in college mm-hmm. with, with Steve Insminger. Okay. So that would be a, a good example. But, you know, in, that's very unique situations where they're alternating. But that's two of them where it worked out pretty good for LSU and pretty good for Florida State. Um, well, another the, alternating quarterback that was that I could think of, you know. That, well, Brady a little bit, huh? I get all the years mixed up. Brady was there with what Henson, and I get all my Michigan guys mixed up. Drew Henson and Brady we yeah, were at the same time, but Henson was starting. Henson was, you know, I mean, a little bit bigger, stronger. Henson uh, was a projected as a first-round draft pick for pro yes. before he went to baseball. Yes, mm-hmm. and so, but the guy that I remember as part of a national championship was um, was Mark Burnell. You know, uh, Burnell did not start. Billy Joe Hobart was the starter for the Washington team that mm-hmm. won. Uh, well, there was a it was a, a co-championship. Well, there, there's another one way better in the pros than college. Burnell. Jimmy, he, he was, was pretty good in college. Okay, I mean, well, he was pretty he was good at pros good. for sure. Well, I mean, he was. Okay, I don't know much. I can't remember his college oh, career. He was, I'm going by. He I mean, was. He was good. And Tolliver, they were just happened to be both pretty good then. No, Hobart. Hobart, I meant Hobart. You get, you, you, I'm getting my Billy Joes mixed up. That's Mike, the old Saints. All Billy that's the Joe, Saints joke. All Billy Joes are not created equally. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, but in, the in next he, thing you're gonna tell me is, uh, you know, uh, Billy Joe Dupree, huh? <laughs> Even to, to show, I think the ridiculousness of uh, the Anthony Richardson situation is. Oh. I heard somebody mention that. <laughs> somebody I, I, might. They're starting to even move him. They might move up. I heard it could be a top five pick. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going, you got to be kidding me. I mean, if you want to draft him in the second, third round, I mean, okay. I mean, top five pick? I, uh, I, it, it's – I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm, uh, listen, I'm, I'm almost, you know, going to give up on this because, uh, man, if, if, if the information and the odds have plummeted, on him being the number one overall pick from basically, you know, like 500 to like 15 to one. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, no, no, it, it's, 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 um, I mean, it, it, he, he's probably going high. Uh, Phil Sims, Phil Sims, um, I gotta, uh, I gotta, uh, pull up his tweet. I mean, he was, um, you know, because it's, it's just, you tell me what you see. As I look this up in Richardson. Well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not going to ever back down on my quarterback opinions, despite if I'm in the minority or not. I mean, Marcus Mariota got let go again today. And I remember reading people when he was coming out and his rookie year that this guy was could be a future Hall of Famer. And I'm thinking, what am I seeing? What am I not seeing that this guy's seeing or whatever? But Anthony Richardson is a big, strong guy with a strong arm that can run. He can move. But he can—he is a horrible passer. He's not a good passer. He's got a great arm. I—I uh, I mean, I, I did not see a worse passer in college football this year. <laughs> Maybe I'm serious. Could be true. No, 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 no. And he's got a stronger arm than ninety-eight percent of the one hundred thirty-one Division One yeah, starters. I mean, okay. No, no, no argument there. 
But, I mean, when um, – <laughs> I mean, he, he is throwing a fastball with, on, on swing passes. No touch. Yeah, I mean, the watch the Kentucky game. My gosh. What are you doing? You lost the game by yourself throwing to, to defensive ends? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just, here's Phil Sims. Watch games on Anthony Richardson. Oh, my. OMG. Oh, my God. Arm strength, size, mobility are big time. Needs to be more consistent throwing the football, but that can be fixed easily. Decision-making is good, but not great. Great upside. Great upside. And, this is, and, you know, and, and, I mean, obviously we respect Phil Simms' opinion, but, I mean, he, did, he no, mentions I that. He, no, I mean, not no, I'm talking about not, not anymore. Not that, 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 that's don't over tell now. me I didn't see what I, did, what I, I, know, I saw. I know, I know. That's what, and he just watched the film where he can play it back and you can really see more things. So he says, he's talking about upside, and he's talking about not great decision-making which we can't really tell live a lot of times. Um, and then he's saying, what do he say about the way he's passing? Not a uh, – no, no, but no. it can be fixable? Uh, Needs mm-hmm. to be more consistent throwing the football, but that can be fixed easily. Okay. Maybe sometimes it can be fixed. Would you sometimes. say Jalen Hurts is uh, got fixed? Jalen Hurts, a great hard worker. And I think, again, I, I give the Philadelphia Eagles – for giving him things that he could do. And what he worked on the most was his quick release off his RPOs. But, again, it's Jimmy, it's, it's so much easier to do it when you have great linemen, great receivers to do it around you. I mean, it, it's great. And he's the threat of the run, the threat of the run. Now, Richardson, there'll be a – you know, you have to watch him as a runner, so he'll, he'll have that advantage going for him. That, in other words, they'll, somebody might have to kind of hang up and spy on him and that person won't be able to drop in coverage, so it'll be a little easier for him. But, and, and keep in mind, Jalen Hurts was not an accurate passer, and a lot of his throws coming out of college at this at this point also. But he has become better on the short passing game, and he's become better on his long throws. But part of that is the fact that they let him throw it in the double coverage. It doesn't matter. He has, He's confident where he can let it go, so he just lets it go whether there's two guys on A.J. Brown or not. And A.J. Brown usually comes down with it. Same thing with Devontae Smith. So, again, uh, again, I mean, I'm not saying don't get the guy, period. I'm just saying I don't see how this can be your first-round pick. I mean, it's somebody you can work with. He can improve. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the better – He's one of the better college runners I've ever seen with the quarterback situation. That's a freak athlete. I mean, I mean, he is. When he's coming, he's coming hard, got full speed. I don't see a bunch of safeties want to jump in front of him. No, he's a lot faster than Cardell. Uh, what was Cardell Jones? Cardell Stewart. Cardell, no, from uh, Ohio State. Oh well, yeah, Cardell Stewart was <laughs> not not no, he was not athletic. Cardell Jones he was big. Was big, he was, but he didn't have the speed Richardson had. No, right, no, right. No. no. So, no. I mean, I mean uh, but I'm, Cardell was a lot better passer. Than at you. some point, you kind of have to throw the ball to, to, <laughs> to, to win in the NFL. It's, do, you a, want, do you want to have him win, the, you know, show these glimpses early and win these rookie awards by just running everywhere like Vince Young did? Exactly. Vince Young was the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Robert Griffin III Offense. was the offensive rookie of the year. Right. The running ain't, you know, I mean um, – I don't know. Is that what Baltimore's thinking right now? You know what? Lamar Jackson has not really gotten that much better as a passer. Well, I mean, Baltimore, Ravens, you know, we, this we, is a good franchise, Jimmy. Are we going, are we going are they, to dive all in with a guy that 
receivers it's, it's a, with a guy that receivers are asking to be traded to other teams. Yeah. How many teams have a star quarterback where the leading receiver wants to get traded to another team and they offer a free agent receiver, Juju Smith Juju Smith Schuster, more money and he goes to back to Pittsburgh for less money because he doesn't want to be in that offense with Lamar Jackson. Well, how many how many quarterbacks can you say that about? Well, you're hearing a lot of that. Well, just like Jalen Hurts, we're going to take an athlete and we're going to make him a, a quarterback. We're going to make him a quarterback. That's the thing. Uh, Jalen Hurts started 56 games in college. He had a long developmental process, and he's far from he's still late on throws. He's still, you know, I mean, he's got a supporting cast. We get, we, we, the, the, the whole shebang, okay? Richardson, Richardson needs to play. I mean, so you're going to run him in there? He's going to be like Trey Lance, who's got no reps? And then you're just going to – who's who's patient in the NFL that's going to play guys and work through this? Yeah, ask uh, Wilson from uh, BYU for the Jets. So, so if you yeah. want to consider, you know, Jalen Hurts a success, and I think he was. I, look, I didn't even think he was an NFL starting quarterback. He's proven that, okay? He's going to be an NFL starting quarterback. That's done, okay? How good that's that that's debatable. We can we can go on that debate. I mean, Hurts started 56. Two guys who's showing in Purdy, 58 starts, 56. They played. They played. It's minor league football. It's the developmental process, and you got to play. And you know, Richardson is he going? He's going to play next year. I don't. My goodness. Going to go to a bad team if he goes as high as some of these people are saying. I mean, you, you know, they go try and run, try and run an NFL offense, and then what? Five games in, like Justin Fields, who Justin Fields, who threw better than Hurts as a college quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Okay, threw way, way. Light years better See, than Jimmy, Richardson. That's, that's something we disagree you know, with. See, that's you know, something I think we kind of disagree a little bit on. If Jalen Hurts was with Chicago, I don't think Chicago's much better. I don't see that I, that much, much, I, much better. I, I agree. With I think you, he's. I think he's. But he knows the game well, and he's smart, and he handles himself well. And I'm not saying Justin Fields is 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 the the answer or well, what they what he's going to you know how great he's going to be. But when you got a bad, the best way to make your quarterback look better. It's to have a great team around them. Well, both I mean, of them, how many times Justin Fields stepped on the field in college or Jalen Hurts where they didn't have the better team? Very few. And when they did, a.k.a. Oklahoma well, against LSU. Well, well, well Jalen Hurts once. Yeah, one, one, no, no, it's not funny. You're right, you're right. Okay. Tell me who was. I, I can't remember Oklahoma's record. And, 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 and Lincoln well, Riley were, did a good job with, well, they were, with they Jalen Hurts. They were, they were 12 and 1 and then lost yeah. to LSU. Lincoln Riley did a good job with Jalen Hurts. He, he changed. His offense to help Jalen Hurts a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's a good coach, offensive coaching. Uh, and then kind of like what Philadelphia did. So is somebody going to do that for Anthony Richardson? All right. All right. Uh, we'll take a time out. Come back. Matt Humes, he says he's ready. There you okay, go. Okay, Matt, let's go. Game time here from Mike Anderson's win 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Mike Anderson Seafood, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, let's go out to Las Vegas. Matt Eumann's with us at the, this time each and every week. Matt, how are you? Pretty good, guys. It's uh, one day away from March. And, uh, man, was there chaos last weekend in college basketball. This is a, a great time of year. Uh -huh. Matt, I, I listen to you guys uh, on the uh, college basketball uh, you know, uh, the contest, and, um, you know, I I liked Iowa at three and a half, too, but not at five and a half, six. And I didn't get it when it touched six. I got it at five and a half. And, 
You know, I even took Gonzaga plus seven. I mean, yeah, Gonzaga plus seven. Uh, New Mexico plus three. So I played these the these line movements because I fear feel like the lines are so tight right now. And I thought I was getting a, you know a lot of value and probably should have cashed two out of those three, but no, that that's not the way it worked. Uh, if you play Gonzaga plus seven, you got a line that nobody else in the world got. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Five um, with, huh? Yeah, I'll. Sh- I'll. Uh, I'll look. I'll look it back up. But yeah, it. Uh, it was six. Yeah, it was kept going up to six, and then it, it touched seven because there was. I'll, I mean, it, it was one of the mobile sites. I'm not sure which one. So. Are you talking about St. Mary? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll show you the okay, screenshot. So you said, you said Gonzaga. You said Gonzaga plus seven. I don't know what the hell. You're oh, I'm, I'm about bad. St. So, Mary's. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, did yeah. say. You did yeah, say. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. Come on, man. No, you expect me to get the teams right too. <laughs> um, you know, I, I got to tell you that I laid five with Gonzaga because I know that the Ken Palm number was like two and a half, but I didn't care. The situation overrode everything there, and I also think St. Mary's is overrated by a lot of people. And um, I, I think St. Mary's might be the most overrated team in the top 30 uh, right now. But um, as far as that, yeah, New my- Mexico, San Diego State-New Mexico game, you know, Circa, the DraftKings, they open the numbers in mid-afternoon on Fridays, and San Diego State opened a one-point favorite. And uh, I told Wes Reynolds this on uh, Friday night. I said, I think one is a great number on San Diego State. I thought the number would open two, two and a half, so I laid one. When I went to three, I actually played half of a back on New Mexico plus three because I, I said, I really think this is the type of game that's going to go down to the final minute, like last possession. Uh, but the Aztecs don't get swept in Mountain West Conference play. They just don't. You go back 15 years, nobody sweeps that team. And, uh, well, they got lucky. Lamont Butler hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to win the game. But uh, it, was a, it was a great Saturday for me, and I wasn't even on nice. Iowa. I didn't even get the luckiest uh, win of the year like you and Wes and Tim Murray. and. Oh, no, 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 no. I was on Michigan State. I took that five oh, and a half, okay. that inflated oh, line. Wow, yes. Okay. yes, 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 yeah, well, yes. Uh, th- those guys were laying the points with Iowa. I was not going to lay the points with I kind of like Michigan State. Oh, well, I'm glad I, uh, well, I stayed away from that What happened with Tim game. Murray? Tim Murray loses a sponsorship, though. How's he going? How's he going to give back that Kleenex font endorsement? My God, he wants oh. more than the law allows. I mean, oh, we, he had Iowa. This got to this got to stop all the crying, huh? No, not only did he have Iowa, the first time Gonzaga played St. Mary's, he had St. Mary's minus four, and they trailed the whole game and then won by eight in overtime. I told him, I said, stop crying on Twitter every night. <laughs> Things are not going right in your games. There, I said, every time his games aren't going right, he see tweets. You know, rapid-fire tweets and complains. I said, dude, you got to stop complaining for a long time. You've had some of the luckiest wins I've ever seen. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll uh, I'll see Tim next week, man. Uh, I usually uh, <laughs> hop on with them guys as well. But, uh, no, he, he I didn't want to hear anything. And then, boy, if you had, um, you know, if you had Arizona and your money line parlays, my goodness, that was back and forth, though. That wasn't like this crazy comeback. Um, it was a – it was a. It's one of the most memorable regular season days in, in college basketball history, Matt. Well, there's no question. I, I, I mean, I can't believe a Tom Izzo coach team blew a ten point lead in the final minute. You know, that's that's just uh, incredible 
to watch how that happened. And an Iowa team that, by the way, couldn't hit a three for two games and 39 minutes, all of a sudden couldn't miss a three. That alone, I mean, that's got to be the worst beat of the entire season if you took Michigan State plus five and a half. I can't imagine a worse beat uh, than that. And then after that, you have Florida State coming from 25 down to beat Miami on a Matthew Cleveland uh, 35-footer at the buzzer. It's nothing but net. And then the Arizona State 60-footer to beat Arizona at the buzzer. And, uh, you know, there was a lot more to talk about on Saturday, too. And then you get to Sunday, and you have Wisconsin blowing that game in the last two seconds against Michigan and not covering in overtime. (laughs) And Penn State blowing a 19-point lead to Rutgers. I mean, it was just insane. It's not even March yet. So, uh, we're going to have a lot more stuff to talk about here in the next few weeks. All hell's breaking loose in college basketball, but it's great to see. That's why we love it. And even when you're on the bad side of those beats, um, yeah, you got to hope yeah. that uh, a couple go your way sometime. Yeah, if you, if, yeah, a bunch of things there. First of all, you know, they call it a three-week sport. But, I mean, I'm sorry. They just don't court storm on, and, and go crazy or just silence crowds, you know, like we see in, in some of these regular season on campus, you know, Right. Uh, uh, games. The other thing is, okay, Michigan State, Iowa. All right, it's a three-point game. Seconds to go. Come on, you foul. Foul. I mean, Michigan, foul. Michigan, Wisconsin. I mean, there. Foul. And then also, Arizona, Arizona State. No timeouts. Three and a half or less seconds. Got miss mm-hmm. that free throw. I mean, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and it's you know, don't let them advance the ball up the court with the clock stopped after a made free throw, even if it's to put it on three. To put it on, I saw it in the Lakers game on Sunday as well. They got away with it, but that's a that's something that I uh, I see a lot uh, as well. So it's definitely some coaching decisions. And as far as San, San Diego State, New Mexico, the Aztecs shoot like that in the second half. They ain't gonna lose a whole lot, man. They were filling it up, and then they blew the lead. They had what a four point yeah. lead and. They foul a three-point shooter, and then they turn the ball over, and, um, and Mashburn Jr. gets it. But the biggest thing about the 10-point lead with a minute to go, tell me an Izzo team, what do they do? They defend and rebound, right? 101 points in regulation, catching five and a half? I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I throw my hands up, you know? I mean, just, I mean, what do you, what do, you do with that? 101 in regulation and lose. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with that. That's one of those strange games. That's an outlier. You know, that's what you call that. Yeah. Something you're never gonna, you're not gonna see again. It's just Michigan State hit 11 of 13 threes, I think, with about five minutes going. Yes. Game. When are you gonna see the Spartans hit 11 of 13 threes? They don't shoot that well, you know. And then Iowa all of a sudden couldn't miss a three in the last minute and a half after not making one for two and a half games. I think Iowa was like five for 51 or six for 51 from three and previous two games going into that game and then threw up bricks. I don't know. There's so much to talk about in college hoops. We don't have enough time, but I couldn't agree more. You're up three at the end. You got a freaking foul. Okay. On the catch or on the dribble. And you got to practice that stuff. There's no way Wisconsin should have let Hunter Dickinson get off that shot on Sunday. The, the defender went for the steal. You don't go for the steal. <laughs> you wait till Hunter Dickinson catches the ball and then you foul him. Okay. And then the uh, Iowa, situation how does tom Izzo not coach his guys to foul with a dribbler across midcourt you can't let him get off the shot jimmy it's the same thing we talked about in the colorado state unlv game about a month ago yep when isaiah stevens threw in the half court shot over his head and banked it in and kevin Kruger, the unlv coach said well you know the kid hit a tough shot now 
you know what? When he catches it, you got to foul him. You don't even let him get off the shot. I don't know how these guys who coach are in basketball their entire lives can't figure this out. It's simple. Hey, um, you, you got anything tonight? And what do you think about this Arkansas-Tennessee game? I took Arkansas plus six and a half. I missed the seven last night, but I, I was on Arkansas against uh, Alabama on Saturday, too. I got an eight and a half in that game, and I actually needed a furious rally from the Hogs at the end, and they had a three-pointer that could have tied it. That was kind of a crazy finish to that game. But I think with Nick Smith, Devontae Davis, Ricky Council, you kind of have a big three right there that's uh, finally coming together. I think the arrow's pointing up on Arkansas, Eric Musman is uh, one of my favorite coaches, too. I think he's got a team that's kind of coming together here as we get to March. And when you look at Tennessee, I said I think St. Mary's is way overrated. I kind of feel the same way about Tennessee, just not to the same extent because Tennessee's got better athletes. But if you look, that was a Vols team that got swept by Kentucky. They got uh, Tennessee got held to 54 points, I think, by, let's see, 46 points by Auburn. And uh, 54 by Kentucky, right? Average 50 points in those two games. It's just a limited offensive team. And I, I don't like these back-to-back road situations that the Hogs are on here, but I think they should be live dogs. So I took Arkansas plus six and a half. In the Mountain West tonight, I played Boise minus one on the opener against San Diego State. It's up to two or two and a half. But, I mean, this is a great situation for the Broncos. They just blew a lead and lost in overtime at San Jose. they got to have this game. The only team in the Mountain West that's safely in the tournament, San Diego State. The Aztecs with that buzzer beater in Albuquerque, they clinched the uh, Mountain West Championship, and they're going to win it outright because they host Wyoming on Saturday. You got back-to-back road games: Albuquerque, Boise. You got a you got a Boise team that matches up pretty well with the Aztecs anyway. Uh, I like Boise in that spot tonight, and also I did play a lesser play, but I, I laid uh, two with San Jose against uh, Colorado State late tonight. In the uh, in the Mountain West, I've got Indiana on a couple money line parlays here. I can't see the score. I'm driving into the circuit right now, and I see it up on the big screen at Stadium Swim. What's the score in the Iowa Indiana game? Uh, they're down 14. 6:30 to go in the first half. I Indiana's down 14. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's good news. Yes, 34 <laughs> to freaking 20. Yes, I'm on Indiana too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? See that was that was really really interesting uh really interesting handicap because you got Iowa coming off the miraculous win and then uh, you've got Indiana coming off a sweep of uh, Purdue where I thought the Hoosiers at least in terms of Jalen Hood Shapino he can't play any better uh, than that and um, that's kind of like uh, who's going to have the letdown in the next game I thought it would be Iowa because the first time these teams played the Hawkeyes were down twenty in the first half and came back to win. It was kind of a controversial way it uh, finished. Right. I thought the Hoosiers would get payback here tonight, but, well, we got a long way to go. Hopefully they'll make the comeback. Yeah, 28-7 to in that first game, that Thursday night game in Iowa caught yeah. them pretty much early in the second half. I mean, so right. uh, I, I, I thought that Indiana, I mean, Iowa was such, such – it's night and day, uh, home and away, but, uh, man, it's a horrendous start uh, early. Every time we think Indiana, Wes Reynolds is in, oh, he's, he's singing the blues somewhere. I mean, I don't know. What's, you know this, between this and maybe an air supply uh, band member uh, passed away, <laughs> I don't know what, you know, what, what, what he's more upset about. Hey, man, he almost popped one on, the, on the, this weekend, huh? 
Uh, the guy that lost the playoff was one of the six uh, golfers he put out on our show uh, last week. So, did it happen? So, Wes uh, played Eric Cole. I think he had him 150 to 1 and he lost in the playoff. And um, he was able to hedge out and still make a profit on it. But, man, that's tough when you lose a 150 to 1 shot in the playoff. And uh, uh, he'll bounce back this week. I'll tell you what, the Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill in Orlando. I, there's a couple of guys kind of lurking under the radar that I feel like they're going to they're gonna win at some point here around 40, 50 to 1 odds. And Sam Burns is one, and Cameron Young is another. Uh, Cameron Young's the only one I played this week. So you guys can bet Burns. When I bet Burns, he never plays well, so you can bet him this week. But uh, <laughs> I didn't I did play Cameron Young at 38 to 1. I played Max Homa at 25. Jimmy, Max Homa owes us after uh, – well, I don't know if he owes us, but John Rom got lucky and beat us out of a, a win a couple of weeks ago, Riviera. Yes. Uh, yes. But Homa's actually Homa's got some pretty good course history here. He's got a top ten recently at this uh, course. But the guy I think I like the best is Matt Fitzpatrick. I bet him uh, forty to one and also seven to one to finish top ten. Uh, Wes and I talked about him on our show last night on Vsin. Fitzpatrick's got a tie for ninth, a tie for tenth, a tie for ninth, and a second at this course and in 2019 when he finished second he was 10 under he's got really good course form here and when you look at some of the guys at the top of the odds board aside from scotty scheffler who won last year rory rom uh spieth those guys don't necessarily play that well in this course so i think you got a chance to hit a guy a little bit longer odds and hopefully that happens this week because i need to hit something so i got home at 25 cameron young 38 and matt fitzpatrick at 40. Uh, what, what about the odds, uh, the discrepancy on the odds, anywhere from 16 to 25 to 1 on Homa? What, what's your thoughts on that? What, this week? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't see 16 yeah, bet, out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Bet, Bet Rivers is 16. Um, DraftKings, 22. MGM, 18 to 1. Circa Westgate, 25 to 1. We were so, talking off the air, Matt, before before you came on, and he was telling me Homa at 25, and I was I was shocked. That Homer would be 25. Uh, I think that's great odds for a guy. He's 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 the fourth top guy right now behind Rom, Scheffler, and McElroy in the world. He's he's playing excellent golf, and I think yeah. that's a great great pick at 25. And that's how when I mentioned that, I said 25 for Homer, and that's when he started looking and he found the other ones. That's why that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think you explain it this way. First of all, Homer, aside from Rom, is probably playing the best of anybody right now. Yeah, he's, even been yeah. better for, he's in better form than Scheffler. Better form than Rory, I would say. Uh, so 25 to 1 is a good number. But also, Max Homa is becoming a really popular player. I think a lot of people like him. And you don't necessarily want to bet the favorites at single digits. So people are looking for who yeah. can I bet outside, you know, higher than 10 to 1 or higher than 15 to 1. Yeah. And Homa is a, a pretty attractive option. But he, he's great around the greens. He's got a great touch yeah. around the greens. He's a really good putter. Yeah. And I think that's going to be important this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Strokes gained approach. You look at those stats, strokes gained around the green. Max Homa, one of the best. And uh, that 25 to to 1 number is irresistible. I just actually took the same number on him. I just took uh, 20, was it 20 or 25? I I think it was 25 on Homa to win the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club in June. Because that's kind of, uh, that's another course that's in his backyard, a lot like Riviera. I think if he's yeah. going to win a major, you know, that's his best shot. And I think by the the week of that major, 
Homa's odds might crash around 15 to 1, you know, something like that. So I went ahead and took a, a better price. But he's becoming a star on the PGA Tour. You know, you got yes. – I've got a uh, I've got a name for the Live Tour. Do you guys know what L-I-V stands for, the Live Tour? Well, here we go. Yeah, 54 huh? holes, 54 holes. They play 54 holes on their tournament. <laughs> that stands for losers, idiots, and villains. Oh. That's what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, I thought he was legitimately asking, Jim. I thought you got me on that one, Matt. Uh, Matt's a big fan of the Live Tour. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I love yeah. I love the Live Tour because all the guys I hate play there and you don't have to watch. That's yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch any of it. Uh, well, Iowa Marymount's on pace to uh, score 100 in regulation again, 43-26 <laughs> with 419 to go uh, in the first half. Well, that's disaster. something, too, here. Uh, Jimmy, you might want to look at uh, – now, we're – we're in a bad position on this game, but if you haven't played this yet, you might want to look at Indiana second half because that Iowa shooting has got to cool off. Well, you know, uh, you, uh, you pick on my hedges, and I'll be hedging, and I have my reasons because I think in those teams mm-hmm. playing their last game, they, they just don't quit, and there's, that lends itself to kind of these comebacks, and sometimes the favorites got out to a sort of a, you know, that have their secure, the bid basically secure, and they just – you know, playing for seeding, they could come out the gate slow, and then you can get a, a much more favorable in-game line on it with lens and some some of the middles in uh, championship week. But I did get back a little bit at overtime, not all of it, but some. I'm like, I'm sh- I've shot 83% from three, and I'm tied. I've got to get up. There's no way they're going to win in overtime with Michigan right, State right. and Iowa. So right. that's the only thing I did there. I, I did take a flyer on two teams, Matt, uh, future, to win it all. And that's Arkansas with Nick Smith now about four or five games back. You know, scored 26 and 22. Didn't shoot a great percentage in Tuscaloosa, but, man, he gives them a much-needed offensive punch. And, he, you know, gives them a chance. And whether he sh- has a great night or a bad night, they're better with him. They just got a lot more punch uh, with him. And we know Musselman. Uh, kids are and UCLA as well. I think they're just kind of lagging behind a little bit. Oh, with yeah. The, you, know, you know, with with the respect factor. That's a, that's a decent league, man, that they – Oh, really just steamrolling people uh, in there. So, you know, they, they had a tough one in uh, Boulder on su- Sunday, but I'm still. I'm not sure if UCLA has a good enough shooting from when I've watched them. Well, you know what? Um, that's, a, that's a fair criticism, but I, I just bet UCLA, too. I got UCLA at 14-1, to 1, and I like this team. Like Jimmy said, nobody's talking about them. Yeah. But here's the thing, uh, Mike, is that all these teams – you, you can punch a hole through them somewhere, right? They've all got yes. some faults. Yeah. They've all got some shortcomings. And uh, you never know in the tournament when that's going to come up and, uh, you know, bite a team and, and, and cost you and send you home. It, it's just hard. That's one thing that's going to be great about this tournament. Um, all these teams have faults, and I really have no freaking idea right now um, who's good, you know, who's really good. Kansas has the most quad one wins, but I've watched Kansas struggle in uh, several spots where I said, man, this team's not that good. You know, they don't have the, they don't have that force down low like David McCormick like they had last year. So I don't think this Jayhawks team's as good as last year's team. I see faults in all these top 10 or top 15 teams. Yeah, no, even Self said that it's, it's a far cry uh, talent-wise from what he had last year. So he says, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've, they're kind of overachieving a little bit, and he talks about it, but but even, you know, their head coach will admit that they're not, uh, you know, one of these typical, you know, talent-filled t- t- uh, Kansas rosters that, you know, that's expected to make that run. So but they, they, right. they're playing well, man. They're playing well. We know about that league. So really good stuff. All right, Matt, 
Uh, great stuff, as always. L.I. Uh, losers, idiots, and villains, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to quiz Mike, Mike you know, uh, Dap Delacono at the end of the show. So. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it, bro. All right, man. See you. Uh, all right, uh, Matt Newman's always a, a handful. Uh, don't forget our friends over at K&M Automotive on Seagan Lane. It's the only place I take my vehicle between Perkins and I-10. It's right in front of the Winn-Dixie, closer to the road. And 7 a, I'm sorry, uh, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. Now, going to be busy. Going to be busy. Reason why? Because he gives people an honest deal. So many people return to get uh, work done on their vehicle. A.C. repair, brakes. Uh, oil changes, tires, uh, pretty much everything under the hood. Uh, you take it in, and Jason can take care of it. And, uh, again, we're not trained mechanics. We don't know exactly the extent of the work we ha- need done to our vehicles. That's where the trust factor comes in. That's where Jason has so much repeat business. Jason Payne at K&M Automotive on Seagan Lane, but Lane between Perkins and I-10. The only place I take my vehicle. Game time for Mike Anderson Seafood on uh, Oyster Night. That's right. It's half price. Uh, oysters on the half shelf every Tuesday night from 5 to 9 p.m. On 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Mike Anderson Seafood, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, Mike, what, well, we touched on a bunch of stuff. What, uh, anything you want to add on to what uh, we were talking about Matt, with Matt? Um, I was surprised on Matt's uh, picks on the golf. I thought for sure he would have had Terrell Hatton because uh, Matt really looks at horses for courses, uh, people that do well on the course. He, that, that seems to be his number one pro, number one. Uh, thing he uses i like to go with current form over the i mean obviously if somebody's good on a course you factor that in there but i just think current form is the best because golf is such a mental sport and you can kind of get in a groove and then you kind of do one little thing and your swings a little bit off so terrell hatton tied for second last year in this tournament and won the tournament three years ago he's been very strong on this course but uh i just so i kind of thought matt would have that um, the other thing, in you talk about all the final, uh, you know, the tough Saturday with all the crazy games and all, but there was not a Jamal Wilk shot, though, right, Jimmy? No over-the-head shots? No, no, we, Okay, no. I just want to make sure there wasn't a – No, it was, was Jamal, all but. No, all but. <laughs> Everything but. I mean, it just, you know, the, the Michigan State thing was unbelievable. I mean, it's – it's they – they. Now, I watched it last night uh, on Bad Beats mm-hmm. with uh, – Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, Van Pelt and them yeah, and the guy. Uh, they had a lot. They talked about it. And, you know, sometimes it can get a little obscure with sort of these, uh, you know, uh, Division Seven uh, uh, halftime totals, you know. But uh, it's um, – th- there, there was plenty in mainstream uh, basketball on, on Saturday. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I got you. <laughs> it was different, though. You had the crazy comeback in Iowa-Michigan State. You had – Arizona State, Arizona was just a great game. I mean, unusual. They've been doing this with CBS. They've been putting these 11 a.m. local tip games, which they never do, but 1 o'clock our time. UCLA, Arizona. I mean, that game in Tucson was 11 a.m. local tip. Wow. And so so it was an early game, 1 o'clock our time. Uh, Alabama Alabama was horrible. Jimmy, I don't want to – 12 mountain time be 12 o'clock local. 
Oh, okay. 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 Well, well, this one was uh, the, the, this one was also at noon. Okay. So maybe just do, do the Arizona. So we'll see. Um, the um, the the other thing was uh, was uh, Alabama just playing so bad the first half. They have nine at half, and the next thing you know, they just they're up thirteen, and you need a wild comeback to cover the you know, back door of the eight and a half. Or whatever you had. I mean, Elon was popping around all over the place. Opened up nine, nine and a half. It went down as low as seven. Um, and I just think Arkansas is a, a very popular pick right now. And they should be. Um, they were preseason top ten for a reason. And their best player, the most talented player, is has not played but five games. And he's getting better and better. And I think with two more regular season games, I'm sorry, three more. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, two more, two more uh, uh, tonight at uh, in Knoxville and at home against Kentucky on Sunday. No, at Rupp, at, um, no, at home against Kentucky. I'll get it right. Jeez. So two more regular season games, probably two or three in the, uh, in the SEC tournament. I think it's going to be enough to get them into form, you know, enough time together, playing time together to have them, you know, close to where, where they need to be with him with him because he's going to be a major part of what he said. He's going to put it up. He's going to shoot it. Ain't no doubt. He shot it 24 times on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see also if uh, Alabama can keep uh, keep focus with all the off-the-field distractions going on. Well, it, it, you see South Carolina got beat by 40, but Tennessee on on Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were life or death, uh, you know, with them. And then they fell behind. So it was they, they got that one half. And Nate Oates just needs to stay away from the microphone. He can't. Yeah, yes, but, yes. man, he is I, – I, I can't think of somebody who's been as bad as he's been. Yeah. And, you know, as, as conscientious of a basketball coach as he is, you know, fouling immediately and just, just the time out here. He, he seems to always be on top of the game. But, you know, Mikey made the points yesterday, you know, Sort of that coaching IQ and real life IQ sometimes is you know you're immersed into your job. Your, your job, you, yeah. You, you don't. You kind of, kind of. It's just a little yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, because he is, boy. If you want to pick apart his his callousness, his uh, naivety. I mean, yeah, like that's a good, I mean, that's a good word. The, the latest one was very the, naive about the, the, real the frisk world. about like. Wait a minute. I don't watch it. But it's been going on all year. Wait, what? <laughs> and that was supposed—that was his explanation. I mean, I, I, he had time to think about no. this. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't watch it. But they've been doing it all year. All right. I mean, then he has to backtrack again, say it is inappropriate, and it, it'll stop. Oh no, no, it's it's that'll be the last time. No, well, yeah. It's, <laughs> do you? Does your does your team understand this, the the microscope <laughs> they're under right now? I mean, like a little, little, little a little pat down. Yeah. No, no, it just it, it it you know, a little five year old girl lost a mama. You know what I mean? What the what the? I mean, a five year old child child lost their mom, and you do, it is bad, man. It is bad, and the words ain't no better explaining it. It is uh, it's embarrassing. It really is, and. I don't know. Now they're trying to dig up. Now here comes the piggybacking. They're trying to dig up stories about when he was at Buffalo and here and there and oh, everything okay. else. You know how uh, that goes. 
you know, we're over here at Mike Anderson's today. Every Tuesday night, it's Oysters on a Half Shell for a half price every 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, so uh, we uh, always a nice crowd over here. Well, we had Valentine's Day. We had Restaurant Week over here recently. So, And uh, it's Lenten season as well. And, you know, I was over here on uh, Saturday night uh, visiting with Shane as well. So uh, it's a good, t- good time always over here at Mike Anderson's. Uh, and across town over at Louie's Cafe, they're open 20, uh, they're not open 24 hours a day anymore. I've got to get that straight. But they are open seven days a week, 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., seven days a week. What it does is allows us to let our let our staff just kind of have their, you know, not, not just kill them, uh, you know, work in ridiculous hours. So something that we adjusted and we've stuck to, and it's been it's been good. It's been good so far. Don't forget the pickup window, 346-8221, 346-8221. All those great omelets, grits, Cajun hash browns, sandwiches, and Louis burgers, all of that, and you don't even have to get out of your vehicle. Give us 15 minutes or so to get your order ready. 346-8221, pickup window at Louis Cafe. It's game time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Mike Anderson Seafood, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. So, you know, last night I was here. Oh, yeah. The Pels lose to the Magic. I mean, this, the Magic's record is not. And I'm, I'm explaining to Handy, I'm like, bro, they're, they beat the Nuggets in their last 10 games. They're five and five, they were 5-5 five and five in their last games. Beat the Nuggets. Um, they they were playing right there with the other teams. They were on the road, like, you know, competitive at the Sixers. and I mean, it just they're playing better than the, the Pelicans. Well, the Pelicans. I mean, I mean it's – I mean, it, 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 now, it, like, now that they've lost it, it's like the y- – you hadn't noticed this coming? <laughs> huh? No, you're right. I mean, and now they – for the most of the game, the Magic's winning. The Magic held the lead, I would say. Say if there was a lead, uh, the lead, a tied, or the, the, the Pels lead. Pels may have led for a minute, two minutes, mm-hmm. the whole 48. They didn't lead for much at all. Uh, the, the Magic either or, or led or tied for, again, 48. And they, they went out to a nine-point lead. Pell storm back, tie it, and here we go. And it's a, a, a three-minute game. And Pell's went one-on-one with Brandon Ingram. And the Magic went one-on-one with Paulo Banquero. And Ingram kind of gave the ball up a little bit. Time. He, he hit some shots, but then he gave it up, and he was having a little bit more problem getting his shot off than Banquero, who's about 6'10". And Banquero got rose up and knocked down his two jumpers, which is mm. kind of the difference in the game. And we talked about the magic in the East, and this was about a week and a half ago. We did an NBA sort of post-All-Star break teams to look at Oklahoma City in the West. Teams with a lot of guys with rookie contracts who are going to be honest teams who are playing hard. And there you go. So, I mean, it was, a, it was really a good game, but I just, like – Wait a minute. They're playing better than I think. And the line should tell you, huh? It's a four-point spread in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that doesn't screen, though. Man, it's, it's, 
against a team overall with a better record. So yeah. it's um, it's a lot of people finally. I I gave up a few weeks ago, man. Um, that the wind holders are done. I was hoping to just salvage to make my playoffs uh, yeah. a, f- a future bet, which is it's been in doubt. We talked about it. The four seed to the 13 seed going into last night's game. It's a four game difference. Yeah. Ten, I mean, 10 teams is a four. So it's just a clump. Well, and their form, you want to talk about form? Yeah, that's what I was getting. Oh. Yeah, last year at this time, they were already, you could just see the improvement starting. To yeah, make that run, yeah, you could that, see it. You could see it point. moving they forward. Forget yeah. Zion. Yeah, they Zion wasn't here last year. Right, he right. wasn't there. Yeah, and they were making, and, and all these young players, especially some of those rookies who got a taste of play-in, playoff games, right. eight total. That and they were they were taking shots and making shots in the most critical of times mm. for fret, for rookies, which is unheard of yeah. in the postseason. So, and there was a hunger factor. There's a good locker room factor. I mean, everything was pointing to it. I don't get it. And even Willie Green says, you know, you go through these sometimes where you 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 battle in your confidence and things. They should but why still. Are this they the should, same group. No, they should still be hungry. No, no. They, you know, that, you don't lose. You, you should still be hungry. Young I, guys should still be hungry one year later. I think they are. Look, not not on not not to start the game in Madison Square Garden. Okay, that was that was horrendous on Saturday night. That was. You, you don't give up 42 to the Knicks, all right? I mean, you, that, that's, you, you don't do that. Um, but, I mean, damn it, I'm tired of, of our teams talking about what we, we the effort was there. Man, I'm, I'm <laughs> LSU, we're evaluating effort. The Pelicans, we're evaluating effort. Damn it, man. I mean, you know. It's not, it's not mean, good if you're talking about effort all the time, huh? That's an NBA, <laughs> that's an NBA operation. Man, that's, those are pros. We don't need to be talking about effort. Um, we're talking about the LSU's athletic department budget. Yeah. I mean, what, really? We're talking about effort and moral victories. Yeah. Jeez. Oh no, I don't know. So it's. Um, I, I was just. I was a little. Caught my attention as being. I was a little puzzled why so many people were just like, "Well, you can't." You know, Man, this could be a ball game, and it was, and it it could have gone either way, but. Orlando's better. They're better. Look at their last ten games. Look at their last fifteen games. They're better than what the than what the uh, the Pels are, and that's my biggest thing too, Mike. Is why it, it, it's not Zion. They 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 did this without Zion last year. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and and you still have McCollum there with the leadership. Um, the only thing is he's hurt. He's is hurt. He, this thumb. He's some. He you know he's taking shots and kind of wincing. Oh, okay. you know a little well, bit. That's. You know, yeah. and he's logged a lot of minutes. He's done. He, he's a pro. It, 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 that's just that's just a little bad luck there. And oh, you know where I think he heard it when he was having to carry so much of the load when Zion and, and uh, Ingram. Ingram and the thing about Zion is, and you know about this too, we don't know. They're very secretive. Well, yeah. Okay, we know that. And some of the national people and even national handicappers like, well, we, we can't. We can't get any type of explanation, any type of information on what's going on. Everything's so secretive, you know, with the, the medical stuff, and they are. And I think, I think that the staff and the medical staff, the team, is very overly precautious with Zion. Okay, didn't and, and basically babied him. 
and I think a lot of people are lumping this one in to it, and it's not the case. Now he has a legitimate injury. Yeah. We do know one thing. He re-aggravated a groin. Ain't good. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back in the regular season. I don't think he's coming back at all. Uh, I, I, I just can't see it. I would kind of lean that. I would lean that way myself. But I mean, if they've been overly, they've been overly precautious. Okay, before, but now he has a legitimate injury. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I would lean that way also, based on what, based on what's going on. I would lean that way. You know, and uh, we, we saw it with one of the LSU football players. Now, is it? it can, how much can blame on Sage Ryan being struggling a little bit? You know, the start of his career. Well, they rushed him back on a hamstring injury, yeah. and he re-aggravated it because I saw it with my own eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And I asked after, you know, the guy, well, I say, well, he's going to be all right. We're just going to give him some treatment again, get him ready for next week. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> now, he did not come back. No, he didn't come back. In the, in the, in the rest of the playoff right. games, okay? He did not no. in the final two games. Yeah. Uh, they still won it. But what? It's like, dude. Don't you, don't you have to have health health classes, you know, in college yeah. before you could be a coach? A little bit. Huh? <laughs> huh? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, people think you just get a, you know, they say you put a whistle on a guy and just be he coach. No, you have to, yeah. you know, those, those health classes and, and, and physical and kinesiology, I mean, this is – that's this why. is the biggest part of of the curriculum. Yeah, it's not you know whether you run one. They don't they don't have a, a an exam on whether run you run sp- run spread or the uh, or the or the uh, you know the power eye. <laughs> true, true. So I I just I just but now he's got a legitimate injury. Just hang. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just. But he's getting a lot of this. I hear a lot of the same criticism. Well, man, we just Zana. You don't want to play. Well, no, he got a he got a real injury now, and he's gonna have those. I mean, because God bless his soul. But Roscoe, he said, called me negative. I'm like, dude, we just see a guy. He's he's been injured every level of his play. Yeah, yeah. every level of his play. He's a he's a freak athlete. He's not built like your normal basketball player. No, nothing like any a, of them. I know, I know. like any of them. <laughs> I mean, Barkley is like the the closest one. It's just not. No, no. When Barkley got to the pros, he streamlined. And I mean he was he he was big at Auburn. Okay. Yeah, but once yeah. he once he started playing all them games, he just I mean he, he, he streamlined he you know, and he still had some explosion. But he's not built uh like this guy. So it's no room for and it's sad because he's so much fun. He's good. Nobody wants to get in his damn way. Um but it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard uh to keep him healthy. It's gonna be a challenge. Uh, don't forget our friends at Lofton Staffing Services. Lofton Staffing Services, uh, you know, uh, we are in the business of matching hard workers with some of the most sought-after employers in the Baton Rouge area. To Lofton, you're more than just another employee. We care about your interests and can help match you with a company that needs your skills. You can complete an application. You can schedule an interview. You can even browse jobs right from the comfort of your own couch by simply going to Lofton.jobs. That's Lofton.jobs. We also offer an unlimited $100 referral bonus. At Lofton, we put people to work. Call us today, 924-0200, or go to Lofton.jobs. Game time for Mike Anderson's on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Mike Anderson Seafood, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. 
Indiana's down 21. The Grizzlies are down two to the Lakers early on. Mike Combine on Thursday. Uh, Saints, you got some uh, got some notes uh, we, we're looking for. Okay, well, uh, yeah, this doesn't have to do with the Combine. I'll just do the Saints stuff first. The Saints, have, you know, have to get underneath the salary cap, and they were 50 million over, or maybe maybe more than that, 60. But they've got to knock down to 30 now. And they've redone five contracts already. Marcus May, Eric McCoy, Ramchick, Will Lutz, which I'm surprised, and Tyron Matthew. Um, and keep in mind, the reason I'm bringing this up is because when they redo these contracts, that means they're pushing their, these guys' money back. And that means you're kind of stops. Huh? They're kind of committing to these guys is, is the deal. I mean, and, you know, Will Lutz just came off his worst year. I mean, he's had a nice career. We know how mental kick, kicking can be and how quick it can turn. Um, Lucky for Lutz, Peyton's gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And uh, Marcus May was really has struggled his first year with the Saints. I don't think they knew how to use him, and they weren't sure. So um, these are the there's going to be at least this many more. And to get underneath the salary cap uh, by the March, whatever the date is. So. Again, they're doing what they usually do, and event they really need to hit on these young draft picks to get these rookie contracts, and then maybe they can quit doing this at, at some point. It won't be anytime soon. As far as the, uh, the combine coming up, I find it inter interesting from the LSU point of view, especially uh, Kayshawn Butte, because he had a bad injury his sophomore year, and in my opinion, his junior year, we can talk, you know, the offense wasn't, they, were, they really weren't pushing the ball down the field. They had a running quarterback at the beginning of the year, and he finally started letting it go a little bit more later on. So it really wasn't uh, what to Butte's strengths. But I never thought he had that acceleration that he had when he was younger. I mean, this was a track guy in high school, and he was a projected first-round pick going into last season. Obviously, that's gone. But if he doesn't run a good – it's important for him to run a good 40 time. If I was evaluating Butte, I would want to see that he has the acceleration. You know he's a good route runner, and he's a, he can be a good receiver, but he also had that, that speed. And if his 40 time is not up to, up to standards, I could see him really being a, you know, start drop. I, I don't know where he's projecting now, but I could see him really going down because he was not a, a good part of the year. He was a non-factor. And, Jimmy, we've been talking. That's kind of been our football theme we did it with Anthony Richardson. If somebody's not playing well in college, you know, how you know, you can get your game, just snap your fingers and get it going again in the pros. So, I mean, it's, it's important for him. You know, Ojolari, I think, is going to go where he's going to go. Roy, uh, defensive lineman, uh, defensive tackle. I, I already had him, you know, like third, fourth-round pick. Everybody sometimes wants to talk about if Saints are going to draft LSU players. I think Roy's a ch potential to go to the Saints. Saints need some interior defensive lineman help. I don't know what, you know, I think that's really their number one need, but obviously quarterback's a different animal. So uh, Roy could possibly go to the Saints. Um, you know, I think the LSU guys, what is, I've noticed the last few years, and I think it's because they're doing so good in the pros, LSU guys are getting overdrafted. They're getting higher, drafted higher than they probably should, you know, than what they're projected and what you think they would do. I mean, uh, Cordell Flott went a lot higher last year 
and he jumps to mine. And some of these other guys, they're going way higher than what you would think they would do. And then, the, you know, LSU's probably first in the NFL, in my opinion, on guys being stars in the pros, maybe Ohio State second, Alabama third. Um, so I think LSU's name, as far as their the athletes they're sending to these to the pros, despite maybe they're not as productive in college as you would think they would be, they're getting overdrafted and they're having good careers. Cordell Flott was a starter when I watched. Uh, I think it's the, he's with the Giants, starting lineups uh, at the end of the year. So, uh, you know, some guys to why you'll have Bradford will be there, the DBs. Uh, I'm trying to think who else else you have, but they have a. I think they have nine guys going to the combine. So, but again, Butte to me is the most important for him with his 40 time. Puts he got a little uh, some some off the field stuff that's going to hurt him as well. Um, so that's not good. So it's um, uh, Leonard Fournette cut today uh, by the uh, <coughs> by the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, personally, I'm not surprised at all, Jimmy. Um, I just again. Uh, him and Ezekiel Elliott, I, I know I've mentioned it when they played each other in that playoff game, Tampa and Dallas, and those two guys uh, just don't have the acceleration. Now, I was listening to Matt driving over here, and he was talking about uh, Fournette getting let go, and he was talking about the number of care. At least I'll give this to, to Ezekiel Elliott. <coughs> and I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott had uh, seven, 700 more carries than Fournette in his career. NFL wow. career, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> he has slowed up for sure. And sometimes it just happens with running backs. And I can honestly say I've never seen him get it back when it happens. So, uh, what I think Fournette's biggest asset is right now is his pass receiving ability. He's excellent. He's become a dynamite pass receiver. He was always a good pass receiver, but he's really become a strong pass receiver. And I'm saying this as a guy that thinks – Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis were the two best running backs LSU's ever had, um, in my opinion. Two most talented running backs they've ever had. And uh, Fournette just does not – I don't know if it's his weight gain or whatever, but he just doesn't have that acceleration that he had before. And uh, it'll be curious to see. I, he'll get picked up, but it'll be curious to see, a, you know, salary and, and where he goes and what his usage ends up being. Seems like it's on the decline, though. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it, 100% on uh, it just it happens with running backs sometimes. I mean, a great look at, you can look up Dalton Hilliard's career. Great player for the Saints. Not a real long career. All of a sudden he lost a few steps, he was out the league. Yeah. So, how, long, how long did how long did he play with the Saints? I don't know. It just with comparison, we can look that up in the Yeah. Break. Um <laughs> Alabama still has the most players in the league followed by Ohio State then LSU third. So LSU had that run for five years in a row where they had the most um, in the late teens, I believe it was, mid to late teens. Uh, so, um, you know, but they, um, but uh, you, you just like their quality better. Their quality. I know Alabama's have actually having a good little run right here with uh, some of their DBs or become better players. Uh, and their defensive linemen from a few years ago who, a lot of them had injuries. They were all pro bowlers this year. Darren Payne was just uh, slapped with a franchise tag. He was pro bowler this year. Jonathan Allen was all pro. Quentin Williams was all pro. This is, these were the Alabama guys that made Alabama what they were. That's when Alabama was dominant. Now Georgia's got, you know, getting ready to have their second defensive lineman that 
could possibly be the first pick of the draft. That's that's how you get to where the oh. Clemson had three defensive linemen drafted in the first round when they were on their roll. So, I mean, that's, that's what it takes nowadays. And uh, But I think LSU's got the most quality overall. Uh, we've been talking about that since LSU was when it's, it's basically the turn of the century with – you know, Alabama defensive lineman, Auburn, you know, had Fairley and some other guys uh, that year. Florida State had very good, uh, you know, the lineman. You got like Tyson Jackson were going number two overall and Dorsey and, and those guys. Back-to-back so, back years. Yeah, right. so, I mean, uh, in Florida, you know, we can uh, – I mean, Florida's Florida. defensive ends are running down. Right, right. Running right. down <laughs> the, the Heisman Trophy winner. Exactly. And Troy Smith for Ohio State. So, yeah. no, some things remain the same. No, Georgia's got it. Georgia's still fourth, though, uh, fourth behind – uh, LSU, so Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, Georgia, the top four uh, most active players in the NFL right now. It's a blowout in Bloomington, 65-43, to 43, Iowa, all over Indiana there. Memphis, uh, well, Memphis Grizzlies and Lakers got that game on over here at Mike Anderson's, 43-42 Grizzlies uh, late in the first half. It's game time here for Mike Anderson's. L- look at the entire scoreboard when we come back. Here from Mike Anderson, it's game time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Live from Mike Anderson Seafood, Jimmy Ott's game time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. All right, number six, Marquette does it again. They roll tonight 72-56. to 56. It's a final from Indianapolis at Butler. 72-56, to 56, 23-6 overall. They're going to win the regular season title in the Big East. They were picked to finish ninth by the uh, the coaches before the season started. Shaka Smart, good job by Bruce Marshall calling that one early, saying that he had a good team. Uh, 11.20 to go in. Cameron Indoor, 52-44. Duke over NC State. Uh, Florida, 54. Georgia, 48. Ten minutes to go in Athens. All Iowa, 66-45 over Indiana. Looking to sweep that home-and-home home series. 11 minutes to go there. Um, Georgia Tech winning again, 78-58. to 58. Uh, 10 minutes to go in Syracuse. Syracuse, you talk about some whining, boy. Beheim is whining. Woo, whine-a-thon. He's crying about other people's rosters, how they got it. It sounds like a guy's tired, ready to hang it up, man. You know, the, the, the NIL is part of it. Uh, speaking of NIL, uh, give, give the NCAA credit, man. Right when you think they're uh, kind of weak and may barely hanging on, they slam Miami's women's basketball program. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Virginia 53, Clemson 43 with seven minutes to go in that one. They did not disassociate the uh, the main guy. So it's given, gave the basketball player 800 grand this year for NIL. Guy's playing this year. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy, so he, uh, that was the two twins that are big TikTok star, actual legitimate influencers, but gave them money to transfer from Fresno State to uh, Miami. So, okay. guy posted pictures, him at the house with the, the parents, the whole thing, you know, in, in, in the NCA. Hell of an investigative uh, job. They saw it on uh, social media. They, they followed yeah. up on it. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> What, what a J.K., bro. Seton Hall and Villanova getting ready to start. That's one of our picks. That's on FS1. Nova has been on it. That's impressed, man. You know, um, Justin Moore, he mm-hmm. was either regional final or ri- right at the beginning of the 
semifinal against Kansas in the Superdome in the Final Four. Um, and he hurts himself. He's out. He, he, he just came back. It's been about eight, nine games now. But it took him a little time to get going, and they're playing better. And then they won at Xavier last week. And they, they're, they're still on the outside looking in, but they're playing like a tournament team now. Yeah. Uh, two quad one wins the last two games. 25 a season high last week, and the team only scored like 50. It was like a 52-51 game. Yeah. Okay, 25. But then he doesn't score double, doesn't even score double digits. Saturday, eight assists, no turnovers. Doing whatever he, yeah, this team, sure. ta- well, I mean, it's just, not ain't, ain't, ain't a lot of guys doing it. I tell you what, all the crap that's going on, LeBrandon Miller, um, he's still, he's still playing at a very high level. He even guarded uh, Nick Smith Jr. at uh, some stretches, and his length gave him some problems. Contributed to his uh, his low percentage shooting night. Still, Smith still scored 22, but he did not shoot a good percentage. And uh, I'm really intrigued by the game tonight with uh, with Tennessee uh, in Arkansas. Took 50 to one. 50 to 1 on Arkansas to flyer over the weekend to uh-huh. win it all. We'll come back and rewind and hear from Mike Anderson's Jimmy Ott, Mike Delicato, Grant Lanero back in the studio pushing all the right buttons. It's game time. 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. ESPN Rewind, brought to you by Tex Morris and Edward Jones Investments. Making sense of investments. Jefferson across from Town Center. Get a game plan today, 928-8659. Our boy Nick Underhill from New Orleans.Football on with OTB talking about Saints options if they miss out on, on Carr. All right, Nick, let's say that it doesn't work out for the Saints. Let's say Derek Carr chooses to go be a Jet or be a Panther or whatever it might be. <clears throat> What's the backup plan for the Saints at quarterback? Oh, God. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe it's Jimmy G. You go to him and, and you hope he stays healthy. Uh, Tannehill might be out there. Then <clears throat> I hope it's not Carson Wentz. You know, it, it, uh, at that yeah. point, I might, I might look to come back with Andy Dalton and, and try to do whatever I can to get up to get one of the rookies. I, I don't know how far you got to go to get, like, you know, whoever the fourth guy is, Richardson, Stroud, who, whoever. I might be trying to get up in the top 15 then to, to land one of those guys um, with everything I have because, you know, it, it just kind of feels like the bottoming out after Carr is, is, is kind of steep. And, again, he's not a savior or anything, but I just don't think anybody else, like I think you're at that Andy Dalton level really quick. I like Jimmy probably about the same or maybe even more than Carr, but it's just the availability <laughs> is, is such a huge right. issue with them. So um, I don't think there's a great plan B right now. Well, I, I can tell you one thing. I can answer for Jimmy and myself. Um, Carson Wentz is not an option. Can okay. I go, can I go out on that limb, Jimmy? I mean, it better not be an. It should not be an option. I, I usually don't. I usually analyze what I think Mike, they're going to do. I don't, I don't know if it's that that much of a dip. I mean, you, oh. Jimmy G. Well, here's the deal. Um, again, uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy uh, Garoppolo, Andy Dalton. Uh, Derek Carr. I, don't, I mean, I know I you think, think I know you think Derek better. Carr is a little better. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo his leads his teams very well. I mean, his teams win when he he's quarterbacking. But I mean, just watching him, he's been hurt so much. He's getting into bad habits and he's throwing off his back foot. If you watch when they show when they're going over free agent quarterbacks and they show the highlights and they show Garoppolo with San Francisco, watch his way he's leaning back when he throws. 
and he's just kind of just throwing all the arm. It's not he's got in bad habits the last few years, and sometimes when you get injured a lot, that's one of the things that happens. Yeah. Um, I, th- again, I thought Garoppolo, man, he's had such a loaded deck, man. You know, and it yeah. just it was still he was he was good with New England. Of course, that's probably too long ago now. Oh, yeah. no, my Mike, we can't. That that that's, that's, that yeah. is. Yeah, you know, Wentz was. If we count Wentz, that, we yeah, count Wentz, Wentz was Philadelphia right, days, right, right, right. And, and that, and that's that, that's that. Th- those guys were different guys then. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just not a, a, a. I thought Garoppolo was a better option than Lance right now. I mean, Lance is just throwing a guy. He has no clue how to throw the ball. I mean, he, he hasn't played. He's uncomfortable. It's, 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 it's painful to watch. But Jimmy G. I just really, I love their roster. Yeah, I, mean, no, I really no, thought, I thought highly, good. highly, highly of their roster. And I thought Shanahan did a good job. I mean, they, they basically don't have anybody to throw the ball. And, think, and the, the Philadelphia I, game, I mean, it, it was just. I think just, Purdy played uh, better than Jimmy G. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. No, okay. I mean, no, no, no. Everybody, yeah, okay. I, I would think everybody realizes that. Yeah, I thought Purdy was better. No, um, no, he, he's, he, he, he's, he's just, and for a guy that, Purdy gets rid of the ball and is decisive like yeah. he's like he's been playing you know, for a long time. And this is a guy that Harley didn't get much of a training camp. They brought four quarterbacks to training camp. All he had to do was beat out one guy. Okay. He beats out the one guy, but he's probably not getting many reps. Neither one of them probably are. And then when Garoppolo, then when Lance gets hurt, then he becomes the backup, then he gets a little bit of reps. So he did all this with no preparation, which is Im- impressive. Um you know, I just, Jimmy, I just read off five guys that the Saints have already restructured their contract. I don't see where there's money for Derek Carr. I don't see where you can afford to pay him. You can do one of these contracts where he doesn't get much the first right. year and push it all back like they've been doing. I guess they could squeeze him in for one year and all. But then I just don't see that really – I don't see that happening. Uh, I know NFL Network, one of their – NFL.com, one of their guys – predicted car going the Saints. you know maybe his history with dennis allen will have some loyalty and they got along and maybe that'll they'll be able to work something out there but um it's you know last week i talked about how you can rookie quarterbacks is is not a sure thing it can you know use the malik willis malik willis how it ruined their whole season um so again well it'll be interesting to see but uh I, I don't think Garoppolo is a good option. All right, uh, nothing from Hunt today. Uh, Matt talking about Fournette. He's campaigning the Saints to bring in Leonard Fournette. The thing about Fournette, and, and I, my, I know a lot of you. Listen, I wanted the Saints to sign Fournette when he went to Tampa. I was very, very upfront about that. And um, maybe they kicked the tires, but look, Tom Brady calls, and and you go, I get it. The thing a lot of people forget about Fournette is he's still a young back. He's twenty eight years old. Leonard Fournette is still very young by NFL and running back standards. I And the fact that he hasn't had the enormous workload is why I would still be bullish on Fournette coming to New Orleans as the, the number two to Alvin Kamara. Now, I still think the Saints need to draft a running back, but Fournette should be considered an option. If I'm the Saints, that's exactly the type of guy I'm going for. I don't need Fournette to come in and, and rush 250 times for him. I need him to carry the ball 100 times. I I agree with Matt on the fact that that's the kind of guy they need. They need a 
That's the kind of guy they need, a run between the tackles, can catch some balls. That, that's, uh, I agree with Matt on that one. I completely disagree with the Saints need to get Fournette. He just, we, we, we just touched on it a little while ago. He just, when running back, I can't describe it, but I, I, I know it when I see it. I've seen it happen in real life, and then I've seen it happen on watching guys like on TV, like Fournette and whatever. When running backs lose whatever that is that they had, it's, it's over for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. Um, and Fournette, has, in my opinion, has lost it. Ezekiel Elliott is, you know, I heard Dallas can get away with him with not even having to, zero money. I don't know what you do loyalty there, but, you know, you, Dallas should not keep Ezekiel Elliott. But I would hope the Saints uh, do not get Leonard Fournette. Yeah, it would, uh, you, you want him to go and get a guy. In a, get a uh, young guy in a yeah. draft. Uh, you know, second, third round, whatever, you know, somebody like, right. I think the guy from UCLA, Charbonneau, am I pronouncing it? Charbonneau. Charbonneau, Charbonneau is an example. I, I don't know who's all available. I, I saw him play a lot. He would be a nice, a nice fit or just somebody like that. I used the, the guy from Michigan State last year, Derek Kenneth Walker, oh, uh, no, who was a second round pick, I think. Charbonneau's no Walker. No, but I mean, yeah. they're both the same type of running backs. They can run inside the tackle and get away from, uh, you know, take some of the heat off Kamara, uh -huh. which they have not done, and the Saints have not used Kamara well at all last year. They're not using well at all. Yeah. Uh, they did not use him in the passing game properly at all. Well, that was my biggest pet peeve with the Saints, uh, X's and O's. Their use of Kamara was atrocious, in my opinion. Uh, that's 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 Peyton, huh? That's, um, that, that's a loss of him. Loss huh? of Peyton, yeah. I mean, you can th think about some of the things we saw him do through his career. Uh we saw him line. Remember when uh, Malcolm Jenkins flipped off Sean Payton? Yeah. That game? Fournette was at slot and beat him on a go route. Remember when uh, they ran uh, that trick play and Fournette ran the – I mean, uh, Fournette. Kamara ran the route, the, the, the uh, rail route, and three Chicago Bears were running with him, and they hit Traquan Smith wide open on the trick. Right. You have, to, you have to run him down the field to establish him as a threat so that – when you do decoy him, guys go with him. Saints did right. none of that this year with Camara. Take a time. I'll come back and wrap things up here for Mike Anderson's Game Time, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. And seafood, Jimmy Ott's Game Time on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Definitely some uh, Arkansas action coming in. That line is going down to uh, five and a half. So five and a half, uh, the uh, Tennessee-Arkansas game. Uh, Lakers hanging uh, in the game. Uh, it's a one-point game, seven minutes to go uh, in the third. So, Anthony Davis uh, having to make Vanderbilt is the guy they picked up as well. So, uh, anyway, Mike, final thoughts? Uh, no, getting ready close to the uh, the tournaments, conference tournaments. LSU women will be starting it off. And then uh, getting ready for March dance, huh, Jimmy? Yeah, well, the, uh, the smaller tournaments have already begun. And uh, Southern Miss, I wanted to ask you. Um, fourth choice after the, to win the tournament. Yeah, after they, being after winning the thing, they finally got their. Games. They got their. They got a good coach organized and. Yeah, but they're they're not the favorite. I know. to win the tournament. That's well, they're. They, I mean, they've improved a lot and. But they were the best team. Yeah, but they're the still. It's it's new. They're new. They're new. Okay. They're All new. Right. All right, that'll be it. Tomorrow we'll be uh, at Modesto, just around the corner, uh, doing the patio thing for Grant Lanera back in the studio. It's game time on one hundred four five ESPN Baton Rouge. <laughs>